Welcome to the Follow Me podcast, where we try to encourage and equip listeners to obey the Great Commission. Today, I have uh, a few people with me. They went on the mission trip to Nicaragua in end of June, beginning of July with the church. And so we are just going to have a fun discussion. Uh, so I'll let you each introduce yourself and I'll ask away. All right. Well, hello. My name is Abby Ball. And I am Jennifer Young. My name is Jeff Harbison. All right. Yeah. So I think I had been on mission trip in the Dominican with Jeff. We met Abby. And so Jennifer was our um, kind of newer one, but not new to mission trips. So um, first question I have for you guys is what made you decide to go or what kind of went into the process of you deciding to go to Nicaragua this summer? Well, I can go (laughs) first. Um, I actually did not, um, I did not anticipate going on the trip at first. And then Allison reached out to me via message um, just to ask if I wanted to help translate on the trip, Um, which it was not in the cards um, and it was a little bit ahead of time. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll think about it and I'll pray about it. And so I ended up deciding to go on the trip. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, so like the past two times with Dominican and with this one, so they both were delayed a year. Yeah. And the original years on each time, I was not planning to go originally. (laughs) But something about the second year that gives me an extra time, I don't know why, but um, just thinking, when I was thinking about other times I've been on the trips, like I've been on a couple other mission trips and, just the excitement of going down there and being able to t- talk to another culture and another um, different kind of people about Jesus and just new things that you get to experience on the way and the challenge mm-hmm. that it faces, I kind of just looking forward to that is what got me wanting to go. So you saying that you having kind of a second chance, did that play out differently in your mind? You're like, maybe, maybe I should actually consider this a little bit more or was it like, eh? This summer I have nothing scheduled. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was like I had wanted to go both times the first times, but then just kind of was like, oh, well, maybe I don't have the time or the yeah. or the funds or stuff like that. But then it was like that second little push, which was like both times was like, yeah, all right, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, what about you? Um, I had originally gone to all the meetings for the Dominican Republic trip and the beginning ones and had prayed about it. And the next thing I know, I knew I had a clear no. God clearly made a timing because there were other things that needed to be taken care of. And so after that, and I had already, I had already met Bob and Noemi and heard them speak at the church. So when this trip came up, it was just a very peaceful transition, if that makes sense. It was, okay, I know I'm going to do this. This is what God wants me to do. So that's how it, yeah. how it came about. Well, and you were, you and the Edgels were the ones that turned in your application for the first year that yes. we were going to go to Nicaragua yes. before we rescheduled. Yes. So you were on the ball. So. Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> it's almost like you get those goosebumps when you start thinking about yeah. what God wants you to do. And yeah. that was really when this trip started being planned. That's how I felt. And yeah. I really knew God's push was there. Well, and it was it was encouraging to me putting the trip together when I reached out to you and said, hey, if we move this trip, is that going to be okay? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still <laughs> I'm still going to be on board for it <laughs> yes. next time. Like, there was no doubt. There was no question. 
So for me, that was like, okay, I at least have one person other oh, yeah. than myself going next time. <laughs> but <laughs> And then Abby ended up being a huge blessing oh, yes. on the trip. Um, I don't think we, I don't think I formally thanked you during the <laughs> recap service, but you really came in clutch on um, many occasions trying to help uh, us figure out what they were saying mm-hmm. or like when Noemi got sick. Um yeah, yeah, it was just a huge, huge help. Yes. So. I'm just glad that I, you know, have that ability that God gave yes. me so that I'm able to use it because I wasn't anticipating using <laughs> it that much, but it happened, and so it, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, well, I'm glad that God gave you a yes because yes. it came in very handy. But <laughs> Okay, so then, Jeff, did you have any expectations going into the trip? And then how did things measure up? Yeah, so... The only expectations I say I really had was just I knew God was going to move and do things extraordinary during this time just because when you go on trips like this and you're so focused on the things of God and things of the kingdom, you just kind of see a lot more and see a lot more things he's doing. So it was just kind of just expectations of what God was going to do toward this, where he was going to challenge, the way he was going to challenge us, um, and just like the work that we were going to see through him through that. Your expectations met. Oh yeah, they were. Exceeded. You kind of <laughs> expect them to be exceeded. You don't go into saying like, "Oh, maybe it'll just be like a small, like little thing." But it's always something kind of blows your mind, or your expecting expectations are met and exceeded to that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What about you guys? Um, I would say with going on, I've been on several missions yeah. trips, so I kind of have an expectation just going into it because I've had that prior experience before knowing. Um, especially in a Spanish-speaking country, I know I'll be able to communicate. Um, so that was that was nice to have. Yeah. Um, but then, like Jeff said, every time you go on a trip, you expect God to move, and He totally does. And I would also agree that my expectations were exceeded because you you never know the ministry until you're there, mm-hmm. and you can hear all about it from other people. But until you experience it for yourself, you just you don't know what it's really like. Yeah. And so it truly really was exceeded my expectations yeah. for sure. And Jennifer had two years to think about it and build her <laughs> expectations. <Yeah. laughs> I actually kind of had a lower expectation than what actually happened because I had prepped myself for the country that we went to. Now, I'm totally going to reiterate and say I know God was going to work. That wasn't a problem. But the physical part mm. and the um, just the community, I kind of set my expectations a little lower, knowing where I had been before in college and done some things. And then here, the physical settings just blew me away. The school... Um, those were so like it, it was almost like this explosion of expectations that right at first when the kids were waiting for us when we yeah. got there, and at so nine p.m. and yes. we were so yes. tired. Yeah, <laughs> and the idea of everything that we were able to do it was so much more. Yeah, and we knew that God worked through all of it to put us there at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, I almost didn't have expectations going into it because. I had never been, so I wasn't measuring it up against anything else. I knew, based off of conversations with Noemi and then Sarita starting in, in May, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be so overwhelmed. But then, like, I also knew I had the expe- expectation when you go on a trip, you got to be flexible, like yes. you said that. And I knew that that was going to happen. And once we got there, I knew that a lot of my weight 
would kind of just go away mm-hmm. um, because at that point we are in the hands of the missionaries. We're following them. We're serving and encouraging them mm-hmm. um, and that they were going to kind of guide us along day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of nature, it was way different than what I was expecting. <laughs> Noemi had told me, you know, yeah, we're, we're up in the mountains. It's like a five-hour drive. And I was like, okay, mountains, Nicaragua, mm-hmm. what is this? I was not expecting lush green mountains. I don't know what I, I wasn't expecting the Rockies, mm-hmm. but <laughs> like it was, it was beautiful. And to be in that setting and each yes. morning go to their upper room, mm-hmm. being able to kind of watch the sun come up as long as it wasn't raining, which actually didn't <laughs> rain that much. The first few days, I feel yeah. like we're good. Then yeah. Sunday just took it to a different level. But um, yeah, so like in terms of uh, terrain and whatnot, I didn't know what to expect. But then mm-hmm. I was like, this is so cool. Because <laughs> in the Dominican, you know, mm-hmm. it's hot, but we were mostly in the flat areas mm-hmm. whenever we were there. So that was way different than what I had known Mm -hmm. um, and had in my mind. Mm -hmm. But so, Jennifer, you kind of mentioned a little bit about community. Yes. So what did you think of the culture there? I'd go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The culture is very different as far as if you look at it from the perspective of, um, uh, like, I'll start with mothers and moms and the girls. It's really hard. They live a very difficult life. Um, the path that basically is put forth for them is difficult because of the lack of jobs, but lack of health care, lack of education, um, but also marriages aren't real good down there. I mean, in general, that set up, and, a, and you hate to say, well, it's irresponsible, you know, men that grow up, but it is the life that they kind of live. Um, the children don't have... Uh, as bright a future as we give our kids. You know, we think our kids are going to go to school and they're going to graduate from high school and then they can do this, this, and this. There's a, to me, there's an environment there of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an there's kind of a heaviness of day-to-day existence. When you take food to a family and they have just prayed that God would provide them with food because they didn't have a lot of extra how do you have an expectation of, hey, I want to go to college or I want to get yeah. this great, you know, job? So it's kind of very suppressed um, as far as that. Now, as far as the environment that they're in, we would say poor, very poor. I mean, how many of the houses did you see that had a, ho- had a door? Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, it's an existence. It's not a thriving existence like you would like yeah. to see. Um, I would just say compared to like the Dominican, because that's the most recent trip I had been on, um, the people in Nicaragua were a little bit more um, hesitant to to run up to you, to talk to you. And so it was a little bit different because in the Dominican, Mm -hmm. they were at the bus waiting for us, just waiting. Jumping on your back, calling you horsey. Right, exactly. (laughs) So a little bit different. Um, But yeah, but once you earned their trust and they were very open with you. Um, and once we went into the houses and we prayed with them, that's when they really opened up and they yes. shared. But at mm-hmm. first, you know, you're going into their house and they're, you know, they look at you and they're like, I don't know. But then when you open up and they open up, yeah. then you can see that connection. 
Um, but yeah, I would definitely say they're hesitant to trust you. And then once you get a little bit closer, then yeah. they open up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff? Yeah, I don't have too much more to add to it, but other than I, w- I did enjoy the culture, enjoy the, um, they were more, you know, laid back as far as like time was. There wasn't very many time restraints, obviously, but a lot of, on purpose because they don't have, a lot of them don't have vehicles. Yeah, and they, they have to travel. So travel time is a big deal. And, but just, uh, yeah, once, they did get to know you. They were very welcoming and very, mm-hmm. very kind and, t- and giving to whatever they had. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy just the the people and the, the way they were. So yeah, well, in talking to to Bob and Noemi, like on the the car rides up, they both expressed how different a lot of the family, you know, family structures right now in the U.S. are struggling. Yes, but mm-hmm. it's a different visual when you're seeing it in their culture and played out because the mothers are there but they're not present correct in in the kids lives uh, a lot of times and so the kids are still kind of fending for themselves um and then the fathers are working and then a lot of times they'll come home and participate in drinking or they just you know don't want to partake in the family um, so that was interesting to hear first and then to see it. And you're like, oh, okay. But then um, I think even whenever he was talking, I think Bob was telling me this, but um, he was saying that there were multiple girls that he kind of had to take under his wing and they even wanted to adopt uh, yes. one here or there, especially one recently. But because of some of the family tensions, they had built up such big walls that even when Bob and Noemi, like two of the most loving people you're probably ever going to meet, are offering that, they just were so guarded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were only there for a week, and we're like, oh, they're getting to know us. Mm-hmm. But then realistically... They're, they're still, we didn't get to see a lot of the, the true culture and the true selves. Um, but, yeah, so that was kind of eye-opening and difficult to process, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then just small things, like when we went to the feeding center, they put oats uh-huh. in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oats in the water, that sounds disgusting. But it's how they get the kids extra nutrients. Yes. And... Because I think Scott said it on the documentary that, you know, that might be their only meal for the day is when they're coming for that soup or that rice. And, um, yeah, so that was that was interesting. So if you guys have anything to add to, to any of that, chime in. But I feel like culture-wise, those couple of things shocked me. And you mentioned no doors on houses, but yet in my mind, I thought their houses looked nicer yeah. than what I had seen in in other locations so there was also not a lot of trash yeah like compared to other yeah. places I had been they took very good care of what mm-hmm. they had so even though they might not have had the nicest Much. things yes. they whatever they had they were going to treat with the the best care for mm-hmm. sure so like the street and there were not a lot of stray dogs there was not a lot yeah. of so that was interesting to me too yeah. it was very clean there was one lady that we went to pray at her house, and she had a dirt porch area, mm-hmm. but she was sweeping it. Uh-huh. And I think I kind of looked at Jeff and I'm like, she's sweeping her dirt porch. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
that's still her her porch, right. you know, that's her property, her house. She's caring for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even little things like that, you just don't really expect. They were so clean. That mm. was very yeah. noticeable to me, like walking to their houses. And we had one mom with a, what is a 55-gallon drum of water, and she's literally taking her toddler, and she's dipping yeah, I remember that, yes. Of the 55-gallon drum, and she did that to the baby that might have been eight or nine months old, and then the toddler was two or three, and she took both of them, put them in clothes. They were not new clothes, but they were clean. You saw laundry everywhere we went. Yeah. Did you guys see that, too? Yeah. There was always being laundry being done, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting that they're very conscious about that and how clean mm-hmm. that they get stuff. Yeah, well, after the day tuesday where we got so muddy hiking the trails my pants were like from knees down were completely just mud yeah well, when i got back i changed off and kind of washed them off in the water just kind of get clean the mud off and one of the girls that did most of our cooking that week she also i guess is a maid but she came over and she asked me if i wanted her to clean them and she took me back to like the, the little concrete washboard thing and took me in the back with detergent and she probably cleaned those pants better than any washing <laughs> Like they yeah. were, they were, yeah, I couldn't believe all the, she got everything out. Yeah. Like it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another weird thing that was clean. There was a lot of pigs, yeah. right? <laughs> there were a lot of, everyone had pigs. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like they weren't that dirty. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> did you find it interesting how the cell phones have invaded that culture so much? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, even if they didn't have a door in their house much or were sweeping their porches, I found it very interesting how many cell phones and the um, little businesses in town that had all the Wi-Fi cards that you could buy, that they'll save up, not buy food, but they'll buy a Wi-Fi card. Yeah. And that is invaded in their everyday culture. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's something that Noemi, like, kind of, warned us about mm-hmm. whenever we got down there and prior to the trip was that you know don't have your phone out too much in front of them because they're going to be really enticed by it and you know I think I might have taken a couple of pictures with with girls mm-hmm. um and but then they started asking me you know how much my phone costs and and that kind of thing I'm like, oh wow this is strange so like those, we don't think about that kind of stuff, but that's constantly on their radar. And then, you know, Abby, who didn't take a single picture the whole time. So <laughs> I never take pictures. So. Well, I took a lot, but I was only asked one time about if my phone was a 14 or iPhone 14. That was the only thing yeah. they said about it. But Yeah, I left my phone at the <laughs> so. We couldn't call I you if we needed to translate. with Jordan through Jeff anyway. So. Yeah. I did use mine for Google Translate a couple times. I'm just telling you. I couldn't figure that out. I just I did figure it out. Called Abby or <laughs> tried to use my hands to talk. <laughs> but okay. So next question then. What did you think of Baba Noemi? I was just I mean, I didn't really have any expectation. I knew they were obviously missionaries and I'd seen their picture or whatever, but as far as just seeing how much they did with what they had down there and just over the past 20-so years or whatever, just and the way they loved on everybody in that village. And, yeah, it was just very impressive and very just uh, astounding to see what God had done through them. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I came away like, yeah, thoroughly. Um, I don't know what the word is now. I just lost it, but um, impressed isn't the word, but just perspective, I guess. Or I, yeah, I have a great respect for them overall. Like, yeah, really, as far as like the level of stuff they did, I was kind of like, yeah, that's like something to shoot for or to go mm-hmm. for. So, Bob's love for those girls, particularly. Um, because he's a father of, th- of what three girls, three girls. Mm-hmm. Um, just shown through every time he spoke I was so impressed with how he is trying to teach them what it can be as a father mm-hmm. trying to teach his daughters and that to me was just it uh, you could just see his heart I mean the tears so many times just yeah. that came mm-hmm. um, and he a couple times as we just had conversations would just say pray for them and yeah. he never asked for anything for himself um, his was always a prayer for a specific girl that particular day and he says you know he keeps a ha- you know he's a hands off in a lot of it yeah um, just because he does um, he know understands the you know the culture and all that kind of stuff and Noemi gives so much to everyone um, so her part of being so respected in that community, you said her name and everybody knew. Mm-hmm. And that was really neat to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd heard him speak here at the church. So that was something. So I'd already heard that a little bit. But just the every day that they give to me was exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how much how challenging that should be to me. To my walk. Because I don't, I know people that don't know the Lord just like they do, and how in my everyday walk I should be putting that idea in, and and you know spreading those seeds of how much God loves us, just like they did in yeah. every conversation they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bob, what was it? Their forty-first wedding anniversary? Is it forty-first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one. It was that Saturday evening after we had like three events that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was tired, but it ended up being a very good... You weren't the only one. Yeah. Um, Bob had a surprise anniversary party for Noemi, and he used that time to share with all the kids there what a good marriage looks like, what they should strive to look for in a relationship, um, that they should look to God first, and then base what they're looking for off of what he says. Um, So it was encouraging to see him trying to put that into their hearts and you know for the fellas they're yes. looking for a good a good wife and um you could just see how much he cared for the kids and especially there were like hints at certain stories and you knew the girl that he was talking about and you know it was just touching and you know he's crying and he was he was an emotional guy and so it was impactful just to see him be that vulnerable with us and to them, I think. But, yeah, I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, so definitely the word that comes to mind for Bob and Noemi is just selfless. They're just completely selfless. I mean, their whole day just consists of doing thing to the next thing to next thing to next thing. So truly, it's a, a big sacrifice for both of them. Um, and I really didn't know much about them before the trip because, I mean, I came from a different church. We hadn't supported them. And so um, it was really cool to just see the ministry and just, I think I mentioned this in the documentary, but just how evident their work is. Like, mm-hmm. it's just everywhere. And from so many different stages, too. I mean, from the feeding center to the youth ministry 
and I mean the maternity home, just different stages yeah. of life. And I think Noemi mentioned how much she cared for kids, but really it was from birth, I mean like pregnancy, yes, all the way up until you know yeah. adulthood, just mm-hmm. every aspect she had something big going on. Yeah, um, and the ministry was not one dimensional by any means no. because they had you know people working there who and helping there who had grown up in the feeding center. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing because it's like, wow, they were, you know, just a person from the crowd. And yeah. now they're here helping serve. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and in really bad situations too, mm-hmm. they will help those kids. They bring them in and they will help them, you know, get their extra schooling. Um, I know they had a couple of girls that they were trying to help with for that. And also, culture-wise, they don't go to school Mm-mm. every day of no. the week. They go, what, was it Fridays and Saturdays? Yeah, they, I think there's some that's, like, just Friday, Saturday or something. Yeah, like and you, they have you to pick work what and, you can – yeah, because mm-hmm. they have to work and provide for their families. Mm-hmm. And whether whether that's a 15-year-old girl mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a 19-year-old boy, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the schooling was a lot different. Mm-hmm random plug but um yeah so I thought that that was really cool just how they would support them in in other endeavors but then they still had to contribute like if we're going to bring you into the center and Mm -hmm. into this complex and care for you give you food help give you education you're going to go to our our church and our bible lessons like we're going to do devotionals at 6 a.m. every morning. Um, (laughs) I was unaware that that was a thing until the week before we left, by the way, Um, which is fine. Aside from that, it's like four hour time. Um, But, and then they would have to work and contribute, whether that's helping on the farm or cleaning, all that kind of stuff. Because you think about how many of the ministries we prepped for and then did, those kids were beside us the whole time like they were in it um so I thought that was really cool how they were guiding kind of the process along with that yeah but they were awesome they were I mean I I had never actually talked to Bob before that but seeing his heart was really sweet and then Noemi we had talked so much leading up to the trip, but <laughs> it was still different in person <laughs> because uh-huh. then you got to see her tiny little self just zooming around doing <laughs> everything. And you're like, okay, I understand why some of our conversations went the way that they went <laughs> because she's just like everywhere doing so many things. Um, it was just impressive. Yeah. yeah. My first like impression of her was when we got – Walked out of the airport and she was just excited for us to be there. <laughs> she was hug, like just hugging us and just like getting us on the bus because it was we had to go go go. But this, but right before we left, she was like, "Stop, we have to pray." Yep. Yeah. Oh my was, gosh. And then we she prayed literally every moment for the rest of the trip. I mean, which I guess she does every day. Obviously, every mo- like yeah. <laughs> constant which, in prayer. Which mm-hmm. as I've never seen anybody like that except for one other guy that was went on a college mission trip with me and he was one of those guys that kind of he prayed over every single yeah. moment like one th- we got flat tire one time just going to our little job that we had down there and yeah he, he was just like as soon as he well, as soon as we started changing he was like wait guys he was like i'm gonna pray over the like, yeah yeah like that. but yeah it was just yeah. oh yeah she when i was getting 
car sick from my migraine mm-hmm. or whatever on the drive up, she would like touch my knee. She's like, please help Allison to feel better. <laughs> and then when we went to buy corn and stuff, she's like, please multiply this money, Lord. Oh, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, and I, you know, you just got to strive to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's so easy not to, it's so easy not to, but I feel like if you get into the habit and she was such a great example of that, mm-hmm. it's a good one, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. Favorite moment, whether it's funny oh. or serious. Oh, that's hard to pick it, one because there's so many, not. but um, I'll say I'm, this probably isn't going to be one you think, but so I think it was the second day we were there maybe. Well, we co- we started on Thursday. Then we get there on Thursday, so Friday. Yeah. So Friday evening. I still, I'd say this is bad, but it's a lot of times I did not know what was going on. Like as <laughs> Me neither. When they told us, when they told us, like, hey, you're going to the village, pass out flyers, <laughs> and then and then something with children, I was, uh, that's all I caught. Like, I just <laughs> like, and then they give us all these little small green chairs, and I'm like, why? Are, I was like, are small we giving green <laughs> Are we giving these chairs as gifts? Like I thought we were giving. Yeah. Like are we giving these out? Like are these something we bought to give to like the so the parents have ch- chairs for the kids? <laughs> like I had no idea. And so like so we go we go into the village, and we get to like I guess just a little spot, and they're like the girls that were with us were like, put the chairs down here. I was like, just put them here. Like leave them, <laughs> all of them. They're like, yeah, all of them. I was like, all right, now what? And they were like, all right, come on, and we. And I was like, okay. And so like we're going around, we're passing out the flyers, whatever. And then we come back. Well, by the time we get back, all the kids in that little area had made yeah. it there, and they were all sitting in chairs and just like them going through like the little worship or like little mm-hmm. Bible study meeting like thing was just to me it was a pleasant surprise. Like I just really enjoyed it just because it was they were so into it. They yeah. were so mm-hmm. so much fun. Something I did not expect just because I one I didn't have no idea. But <laughs> But that was one of my favorite moments just because it was just a nice surprise about just like, oh, wow, yeah. like this is this is kind of an incredible thing that they do every week. Yeah. Well, and I even feel like everybody kept asking me what we were doing, but I <laughs> be like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> or I have a general yeah. idea. Yeah, we're going know, to pass out yeah. flyers, but mm-hmm. that's as far as my knowledge yeah. goes. That and was, I think I got to the point where I'm no like, <laughs> I don't know. Just ask Sarah, like ask Sarah, because I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but even for the the youth night that I was mm-hmm. like, and not kind of, but I was supposed to do a lot with. <laughs> I had no idea what was really going on. Like I knew that I was supposed to speak the message, and we were gonna have games, but then it was like a whole entire like big yeah. production, mm-hmm. like that yeah. they had ready for. But again, these are things that they do on a daily, yeah. weekly basis. We weren't there to throw these special events. We plugged into their events and that i think that was what made it cool you know they got to show us okay this is what we do in our ministry this is how we do the kids ministry on friday nights it's how we do youth Mm -hmm. and but we're gonna throw this stuff into it yeah you know it was almost like we weren't like doing something extra it was just you're just taking over for them for a little bit yeah that was cool taking the message off their hands or taking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but 
Well, I can share my favorite. Mo- well, I don't know. Again, like Jeff, like I, there's not a favorite <laughs> moment because I loved all of it. Um, but something that stuck out to me was the notes that they wrote to us. Oh, at, those were so <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, before we got there, we each had an individualized note with our name written on it and a prayer mm-hmm. and just... I mean, it takes a lot of time to write a handwritten note and to think about what you're going to say. Um, and then even on the last day, I received three notes from three different girls Aww. in the group. And it was just, it was so sweet because they, they did not have to do that. Right. There was no need for them to do that. Nobody asked them to do that. They just, they you know, they decided mm-hmm. to do it. And so that was super special. And I have yeah. them in this very sick place at my house <laughs> right now. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And to reiterate, there's so many different things, but one particular that comes to mind, because we laughed a lot, when we were, we had gone out to the um, feeding center, the one that was outside of town, and then they dropped us off to go deliver. And we're going up the hills to deliver. I'm, um, we had a couple of the girls that were local, you know, that walk up there, go up those hills and in that mud and all that. So I'm going up. Well, one of the girls would not leave my side. And she kept putting her hand out to me. And Sarita was with us, and she is slipping and sliding all over because she didn't have good boots. And I had my ugly rubber boots on. So, And she refused to leave my side. I finally put two and two together. I'm the old person here. Not old, but, you know, in the oldest. And so I was like, I can do this. And I went slower because I knew I didn't want to fall down the hill and roll very far. And uh, it kind of was they had had – um, that respect was given about who to help and and it was kind of neat we laughed a lot the girls and I laughed as I slipped and all that and they would give me my hand and then as I step in the mud and almost lose a shoe they started laughing so we had this kind of rapport of it was a lot of giggles and fun oh, yeah. in a very serious situation of handing out all this food yeah and one of my bags dropped one of the times I did it. And instead of standing there helping me, they just start laughing because they knew I had slipped in the mud. I didn't get as muddy as you did. And it wasn't a, it isn't a particular moment. It's the laughter that you get to hear every yeah. once in a while. Those kids, when they did laugh and giggle, you knew it came from the heart because it wasn't something you saw all the mm-hmm. time. And that kind of stood out to me, you know, is their care for mm-hmm. us because we kind of were their guests. But at the same time, they were doing what they had been doing all the time yeah, and appreciated. So it was just fun. And I just, I smile when I think back on the giggles and the laugh, but mm-hmm. also want, and I know that God put us there to deliver that yeah. food, mm-hmm. but in the doing the hard thing, you know, mm-hmm. we were able to smile. Yeah. That actually reminds me of a story of on the way to, you know, delivering the food bags. I was in the back of the truck with the girls <laughs> from the group, but it was just me, only American in the back with the, the with the girls. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Like, no worries. But it's like, it was a 45 minute drive there. Yeah. And then it starts raining. And so the pole that I was holding on to is no longer stable. And I'm like, oh, and they've like, there's four girls that have got me. Like they've got their arms wrapped around me and I'm I'm like, okay, I feel safe. But I was also like, can I sit down, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to fall. So they they, they did, did that for me, too. You yeah. Know? You know, they, they cared. They knew I, you know, was not experienced. And I was going to fly off. American fall, but right. I would be in trouble. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. I feel like my favorite moments, like you said, there's so many, but, like, laughter moments really yes. stick out because there were just so many serious ones. Mm-hmm. Um and it's funny because the laughter moments have to deal with the Edgel girls. Um, <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, when we, our group, so it was Jeff, uh, 
Micah, Hayden, myself, and Renita was our leader when we delivered food the first day. Um, First, it was awesome because you people actually let me walk somewhere and I didn't have to like ride in the, ride in the truck. And uh, so I got to, you know, get a little bit more exercise and see the streets in a different way, like from my feet uh, rather than a quick passing moment. Um, and Rainita actually took us up to like an area where we got to look down from a high spot on the mountain and see the complex, see over like a baseball field in a large part of the village, which was cool. Um, but on the way back, Micah, like, didn't bring her water. So I had my huge water bottle and trying to make sure I'm drinking enough. And she's like, I'm really thirsty. And Jeff's like, you can have a drink of Allison's water. Well, she drank the rest of oh, my she bottle. Drank all of it. <laughs> oh, and there was, like, at least go. half. Yeah. And I'm talking, this bottle is, like, yeah, I don't you even know how many ounces big. that is. But, yeah. I mean, I was fine. It was more funny than anything because she was she taking just, the pregnant just, lady's water. Yeah. And, and drinking it at all. Like, not even, like, need a couple sips and here you go. Like, like Jeff would make mine. a comment and, like, okay, you're drinking a lot of water. But she, like, wouldn't give it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. so she hands it back to me and it's, like, empty <laughs> when we get back to the complex. I'm, like, well, it's a good thing I drank you know, ahead of time. (laughs) But so that was really funny. That was funny. Um, (laughs) And then the other one was at the baptism when it was pouring down the rain. A lot of people had left their raincoats and ponchos Uh on the bus, Mm -hmm. you know, and I luckily had mine in my little backpack or whatever. And so I'm unfolding it. I'm like, this thing is huge. So Cameron gets to wrap up with me in in this huge poncho um and so that was just funny because we were still getting wet but yet we remained the to stay underneath of the poncho it did a, a little something uh-huh. but probably we weren't as wet as the rest of you guys but yeah so that was really funny um yeah but those were probably my two like funny moments that that stick out daisy was really sweet too because she would she took the time to like ask me about the baby and like i typically don't like when people touch my belly and stuff like it's weird (laughs) and she was like oh like Mm -hmm. when are you due and is it a boy or a girl like that kind of like she was genuinely interested in asking me questions and i was like you're so sweet but because mm-hmm. a lot of time, a lot of other times, I felt like I was doing leadership stuff and didn't get mm-hmm. some of some of the personal interaction. So mm-hmm. I appreciated her in in that moment. But yeah, okay, this is different from favorite moment. Okay, it has to be impactful, most impactful moment of the trip. Without a doubt, at the maternity home. Okay, um, going in not knowing what to expect you know, have an idea, but they kind of told us, but then walking through the maternity home, knowing that they had had some issues with, you know, bugs, other things in there, Mm -hmm. walking, seeing the new babies. But at the end, when um, Joy spoke and then Sarita spoke to him, no, Amy, you know, and then at the end, when we took time and we prayed with them, Mm -hmm. no doubt about it, because as we touched each each of the girls, there were two of them in the middle that we hadn't quite reached. Yep. And that was where Naomi Noemi just kind of pushed. She's like, You've got to get over there. They have to have to be touched. Mm-hmm. And 
you could feel the presence of the Lord just going through that room. And, you know, as you pray for the moms and the life that they have, you pray for those unborn babies, you pray for that home that you're blessed that they have it. So they're not walking for hours and labor to a hospital. Um, but without a doubt, that room um, made such an impact of they were open. And we knew no, several of the ladies did know the Lord. So they openly participated with prayer as we are praying and they are praying. And I said this in the documentary, but you, the spirit, as the Lord was there, you could just feel that knowing God was hearing all of us. Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, most impactful. And not just the fact that we were praying together in different languages, but the idea of that physical touch and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of prayer, yes, but in prayer, that physical touch and how much it makes a difference. They all they all did that. That was something yes. culturally that they were just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for you. When we visited the homes, you know, you always saw those leaders touching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would follow suit. And that's probably not something at least we are that familiar with. Um, I know some people are very you know, familiar with it, but at least I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So that was, it's like a physical touch, but a a spiritual touch also. It's like you're connecting. Because Abby and I had that experience again when after the ladies' day, we had one of the ladies want us to come, and she wanted us to pray Mm -hmm. with her. And so, but that was the same way, that physical touch in that community, you know, that that moment of where we stood and prayed as I prayed and she translated and then, the lady that was standing there as we were praying over her, how important that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this in the documentary, but um, the baptisms were my, for at least for me, the most impactful thing, just getting to hear their stories before and how much they wanted to be baptized. Yeah. Like, cause they went through a whole process with Bob and Noemi and counseling and all of that mm-hmm. um, in order to be baptized. Right. And so um, for us here, it's, it, you know, most times it's not that intensive of a, of a process. And so the fact that they wanted it enough mm-hmm. and they were not ashamed and they were excited and the joy that came after it, yeah. it truly, I mean, it was just an amazing experience yeah. and I've never seen a baptism like that before. Yeah, me neither. That was, that was sweet. That was <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite times mm-hmm. or experiences there. Um, I think my most impactful moment was on the drive back to the airport mm-hmm. or back to Managua rather with Bob. Cause I'm in the truck and Bob's constantly checking on Noemi. Mm-hmm. He's calling her like every yes. hour. Noemi, where are you? How close are you? Don't forget to take this road. Like uh-huh. yes. just checking in on her and it's so mm-hmm. sweet. But you know, for the maternity home, they were trying to after we left basically roll out this project that they had to finish before Jordi and Sarita went back. Um and he called her and she was still not recuperated for being sick. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, what are you doing? Can't you get somebody else to help you? And she's like, Bob, no. She's like, I know the people. Nobody can get the fabric or no one's going to respect somebody else getting the fabric. Like they will me. I know who to go to. I know how to do this. Like, she just straight up told him she was like, no. And mm-hmm. it was weird because he was caring for her and wanted to have her kind of like care for her body and recover a little bit more. So you're seeing that side of 
you need to take care of yourself physically, you know, and he's urging her to do that. But then you see the service side of her saying, Bob, no, they don't know that, like, Jordy and Sarita don't know the people like I do. I have to go with them. And you're like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> it just kind of, like, puts in your head, are you doing enough? You know what I mean? She's giving herself fully even when she doesn't feel totally up to it. And But she knew that she understood the people better and that she had to go with them to get all of the yes. products that they needed. So for me, that was just like a very convicting but impactful, like, big one, I think. But Jeff. <laughs> um, it was probably passing out the food, like bringing the food to the families. Uh, it was just – because you did see the need for it. I mean, it wasn't like they were just getting extra. They, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what all they were going to have. And it was plus it was, you know, the simple stuff that I don't know how much it costs down there. Like, I didn't go with y'all to buy it. But, I mean, this is, couldn't have been more than $5 worth of rice and beans and mm-hmm. more stuff here. As far as, like, even that yeah. buys a lot of it. But, that's I mean, that's all it costs yeah. as far as type of thing. And it was just, yeah. And to some of the links we had to go to to get to those houses, you know, especially hiking through the mm-hmm. countryside. Or the jungle side, whatever you want to call it, but and yeah, and it would, that was probably the most impactful to me. So yeah, yeah, that was a special one too. Um, although I'm sad I missed out on the the bigger the the, the bigger excursion day because that one seemed super fun. Um, <laughs> but and you guys got to see like a different part. Would was it different? geographically or like the homes were they very similar to what you had seen pre previously in the week at the at the yeah the but at the outer skirts of the town they were similar to okay Mm -hmm. the the mountain sides were pretty much just if you just kept kept going over the hills that we were looking at every day if you just yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. there was more there was a more jungle aspect of yeah Yeah. and there was no electricity out there like okay. It had only been run to the feeding center, feeding center yeah. like a couple weeks prior. Oh, wow. So at least in town, some of what their homes had some sort of electrical cord that we would deem very unsafe, clear out, <laughs> you know, to have a couple lights in their house between houses to an electric, um, a place to get electric. But out there, there was none. Okay. There was none of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. and opposed to just, like, going uphill, at least we went, like, in, more in Rancho Grande. But out there, it was like you're slowly going <laughs> up the side of a mountain. And, I, I mean, in the rain, it was difficult. But, I, I mean, I can imagine just the treks that people take. Yeah. And, like, if you're not feeling well and you have to, you know, go see someone mm-hmm. or whatever, like, I can't imagine doing that every day or to get what you need. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that it might have been you or Matt Jeff that said people in America pay for these types of excursions, you know, mm-hmm. and we're just yeah. we're just getting it on right. mission. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was that was kind of a cool thing that you guys brought back and mm-hmm. and shared. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it's so funny too because you guys were drenched, you were dirty, but yet you were not unhappy one mm-hmm. bit nope. with the adventures that day mm-hmm. so <laughs> but um okay so then as we're kind of bringing it to a wrap what about mission trips or even like specifically this one if you can challenges you like how did it challenge you either in your relationship in, in your faith or like for your future tasks do you think 
Um, well, for me, I did not anticipate like translating as much as I did. And honestly, at first I wasn't very excited about it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, wait, like it just gave me a reality check. This is yeah. not about me. Yeah. Like I'm not here to, you know, put an image for myself up there and mm-hmm. translate perfectly. And, you know, I'm there to serve. And so I was like, okay, once I changed my mind, like this is not about me at all. I'm not going to worry about whether it's a perfect translation or whether, yeah. you know, people are looking at me funny or whatever. I'm just going to do what God has, you know, shown mm-hmm. me that I need to do. Um, so for me, it was like, Abby, get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Just reaching out. I think one thing challenged me was like reaching out to people who don't know Jesus or need Jesus, not being, not being afraid to start those conversations with people that you work with, that you around a lot of times just in the community, especially just on a community basis. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of easier in a way, to go off to places where you don't know because it's kind of... It is. <laughs> I mean, you have nothing yep. to lose out there. Yeah. But but just as far as, like, just with the community around you, just how you saw the way the community community reacted to Naomi and her, like, project. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, do we do you still have the impact in your, like, small circles type of thing? So that was kind of yeah. like that. That and obviously the need to up my prayer life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what stuck out to me as far as um, to a challenge to me was start where I am, which is what Noemi did with her feeding centers. But then she gradually over the years has just continued to build relationships with mm-hmm. people. And and in those relationships, this one led to that and the the, the challenges that they've had have not kept them. Mm -hmm. Um, from doing what God wants them to do. And I think it's very easy for me to say, I'm tired, I have my job to do, I have this, or I need to do that. And instead it should be, okay, God, what do you want me to do today for you? Because that's where they were. Whether it was helping one of those kids at the school um, with showing them what relationship should be or whatever, it was everything was focused on what God wants for them to do to make the biggest impact. And I think my idea of that not being about me and about being the impact and asking myself, what impact am I making for you, God, has been a big question that I've had to ask myself. And some of those moments have been really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and like making an impact and being bold in the circles that you do have, Mm -hmm. like Joy in the documentary said that with the feeding center, Noemi was reaching that holistic physical need, yes. but she didn't feed them until she yeah. gave them a Bible story. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. how do we pull that, even just that simple concept, you know, into our circles? Because mm-hmm. sharing the gospel, we shouldn't be intimidated. It To me, 100% easier for me to travel to another country and say, let me tell you about Jesus than it is to me to walk up to somebody you know, in Parkersburg or some or pray for my waitress at a restaurant. Like I just mm-hmm. get so mm-hmm. fearful and intimidated and it shouldn't be that way because mm-hmm. most likely they are not going to like retaliate. If they say no thanks, then okay. Mm-hmm. But if I don't try, <laughs> you know, I'm not even getting, giving their chance to be right. impact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are really, really good points. Mine was basically the Noemi moment in the truck, so I don't have anything new to add. <laughs> Although I'm really 
shocked to say you didn't say your favorite moment was 5.15 in the morning every time you got coffee because you loved their coffee. Uh, (laughs) It was really good. Or you saying that you're tired just now and knowing the amount of coffee you drink. So (laughs) maybe just a little bit. I I wasn't the only one, okay? Oh, no, you weren't. It was a lot of coffee. And the fact that she made coffee more like... I know they use that local <laughs> coffee, and she made coffee like she would have back home. What is it, Peru, where she was from? So mm-hmm. it was thicker, it was stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when the lady that cooked for us made a more American, American coffee, style coffee, and we were all like, "We don't like this." <laughs> and, um, it was kind of fun. Those kind of moments, you know, that was the only thing I wanted to bring back was some coffee yeah. <laughs> and those experiences, obviously. But um, that yeah. was something that. You know, every culture has that's different than us. We don't buy coffee here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that <laughs> kitchen was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful place because, you know, mm-hmm. in that kitchen, so much prayer had occurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a neat place to go to, not just for the coffee, but the, the prayer <laughs> in that room was in the, you know, that Noemi sits there and, you know, yeah. you did too and so did others. Yeah. Yeah, those are the wee hours of the morning when... We couldn't sleep or whatever. But, um, okay, so then to finish, if someone was hesitant or on the fence about going on a mission trip, what would you say to them, whether that's encouraging or not? Like, what what would your um, your words be? Go. Yeah, just, oh. yeah, yeah, don't think about it. G-O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go till the door closes. Go through the process. Get ready. And just like for me, the first trip um, for you guys to go to the Dominican Republic was a very clear, this is not the time you're supposed to go. Don't know why. There's still things that, you know, that occurred while you guys were gone, and I kept thinking, I want to go. But mm. there's a clear go. But if we're open to what God wants us to do, why not? And don't let what looks like that financial burden um, be the reason you don't go. Because I'm telling you, I look at what's happening for Kentucky next year, and I looked at that, um, the cost, and I'm like, hey, I got a year. Um, whether it's easy for me to write the check today, or it's easy for me, or it's something that I'm going to have to put away a little each week till I get there, don't let that part go. Because God tells us to go. and. Yeah. You know, as Bob said, some of us go across the street, some of us go across the sea. Well, you know, we can go a couple states away and mm. make an impact. And having that experience will forever change your perspective and your own walk to the where God can use you and teach you every single time. 30 years ago, when I got to experience the first time, my thought was, I can now pray better for these people that are here and support mm-hmm in a way that I can ship things to them, I can pray for them, I can do there. Well, then as God moves, you learn so many things about yourself through these. It's not always about what you are doing for someone else. Oh, yeah. God teaches you in those moments in ways that you just are so unexpected. Well, and I think that some people, they just go into thinking about mission trips um, whether short term or a little bit longer, like with a wrong mindset, they're like, "Oh well, I can't afford this." Or what? Mm-hmm. What about me? What about that? It's yes. not about you. No. <laughs> um, like you're making the sacrifice to go serve and encourage yes. the people there. Mm-hmm. Like if you're 
realistically, if it's a short-term trip, you're not going to go change someone's life. Mm-hmm. But God is going to change those local people's lives through who's already there. Mm-hmm. But you can still plug into that yes. and play a part in encouraging. And like Bob and Noemi hadn't had a, a mission trip um, group since you know 2020, and then they had their first one in March or April, and then it was us. And so they just said that it was so nice to have people come and join them and help them because you see all that they do. So it was so nice to have help, yeah, in what they were doing in their daily ministry. Um, and they need fed too; like they get tired and worn out. Mm-hmm. So it's not about. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you have the explicit no, yes. you go. Mm-hmm. And I like that, Jennifer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to work for a missions board, and he always told us that um, he'd never had somebody not go on a trip because of money. Because if mm-hmm. God wants you to go on that trip, he's going to provide a way for that to happen. And that's, I mean, that's true. He's never had mm-hmm. anyone not be able to go because of money, because there's always yeah. opportunities for fundraising and things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also for missions trips, you never know what's going to happen on the trip, um, whether it's what you do or what you receive um, serving. Because um, if I wouldn't have gone on the Dominican Republic trip, or, I wouldn't have met my just, husband. I was just so. going to say, you know, we'll meet your husband. Right. Like, I would be single right now. <laughs> <laughs> probably so yeah the, god can really work in yeah. you and you know i didn't expect to meet my yeah. husband there expected to just go and serve and then i was blessed mm-hmm. so. yeah we i still have the picture of your first date by the way <laughs> right. whether you knew it was your first date, not or not. date but okay <laughs> oh i did we were all planning we all, we all said it was the first date yeah. yeah i don't know we were just like talking about golf and yeah, like jordan was like i'm gonna talk to her more tonight oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> hey. It, it was We're nice. married now. It was so sweet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jeff, what about you? What would you tell somebody? Yeah, just, I mean, one, yeah, it's not about you, and you shouldn't go in and think that way, but it will be life-changing. Like, it's yeah. going to be something that's going to, you're going to pick up a lot from going on that trip. You're going to be challenged, but it's you're going to walk away with a totally different perspective, not just on, like, the world, I mean, your life itself, like how to react to different things on um, what's important and what's not. Um, and it could be anything from, you know, how we look at food, how we look mm-hmm. at prayer. Um, it, and one of the things, the funny things that I took from this past trip just was how I looked at when it started raining. Yeah. Like before, you know, every, you know, people. Gosh, it's for, raining. Yeah, it's raining. You can't go do anything outside, or you or if it rains, it ruins your day. Like you got, um, you immediately get an umbrella, stuff like that. And down there, it was kind of just like, oh, it's you know, the wind's blowing now. So keep it's, going. It's just you know, <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that. It's like it wasn't like they were getting wet. They were just you know, still gotta mm-hmm. do what you gotta do. But yeah. yeah, it was just such a non-issue. Where it seems like it, here, it's a lot bigger issue, or at least. In other areas, and that kind of just kind of yeah, just simple, simple, simple stuff like that. And then, but then life changing stuff like that, where you give people like you know, the food to live the next day, and then yeah. being a part of that, and yeah, so just definitely, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Our our group's gonna get texts from Jeff saying, "Let's go take a walk in the rain." I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my perspective about if I get caught in the rain. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Caught in the or rain. Not that's a good about word, but just yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for, I mean, I feel like my message is kind of the same every time. But like, people matter. It's it's not about you, but people matter. And God can teach you so much in your culture, but he can teach you a lot 
when you go to other cultures because uh, we can live in a bubble mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, only be exposed to certain things. But when we step out of our comfort zone and our country, if it's, you know, uh, international trip, like he can just, you just learn so much. Um, and people are people and they're his no matter where they yes. live. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and he, he cares about their hearts. So, um, I would, I would say that like, if people matter to you, then, then you go, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that also applies here in the States, mm-hmm. say locally, if, if they matter to you, then, you know, at the dinner table, you, you pray with your, your family before you eat, you still do that with, if you're out at the restaurant with mm-hmm. friends who maybe aren't Christians, you know, you still take the chance. Um, you go to Kentucky, yes. <laughs> like, just because United States doesn't just have one culture. Like, that's another thing. There are multiple cultures within a single society. Uh, so you have the chance to impact here in, in numerous ways, too, and learn in numerous ways. And, you know, to spread the gospel, you have to be receptive to those kinds of things, and you have to be willing to learn about them. So, but, yeah, I think that would be mine. Any Anything else from... From you guys, last minute thoughts. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming and chipping into this, you know, round table discussion, as I've called it. But um, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys, of course, going on the trip. It's a huge blessing, and you know, I hope you will encourage people to go on the next one um if you're not yourself but next trip is in summer 2024 i was like what's what's the year now okay but summer 2024 uh in july the church is going to be taking a group to um kentucky outside harlan doing vbs like activities um gonna be a super fun week get to stay in the u.s and see a different side mm-hmm. to to trips probably than what we've been used to the past couple of years but it's still going to be awesome um so applications for that do october 31st of 2023 uh just so we can plan accordingly and then and move from there to plan activities so um just help encourage people to apply for that and everything's on the website but Other than that, thanks for joining me, guys. Yep.